Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to talk about movies that we enjoyed, but will never watch again, otherwise known as one and done. So this is an interesting topic, because usually if you enjoy a movie, you're, you're going to watch it, maybe not over and over again, but you, you would at least make the effort to watch it again if it's ever on television or streaming or whatever. Uh, but in this case, for whatever reason, we came up with a list um, of movies that we just felt that there really is no motivation for whatever reason. We'll get into the specific reasons now uh, of why we wouldn't want to watch these movies again. So I have kind of a mishmash of a list in no particular order of movies I would trying to go through. So part of this was just off the top of my head. The other part was going through my Netflix, past Netflix rentals and just seeing Hey, what I liked, what I rated four stars or higher, but no, I'm not going to go back and watch these. So let's get into this now. Uh, the first one that came to mind was Schindler's List. Again, amazing work of art. It is brilliant. It is important. It is, um, you know, one of Steven Spielberg's greatest films. That being said, watching a movie about atrocities and, of course, the Holocaust is not something I want on repeat viewing for me personally. It doesn't take anything away from the film. It, I think everyone that uh, appreciates history and wants to, you know, hear a really amazing tale should watch this movie. It's just something I don't need to watch over and over again. The next one that came to mind was Titanic. Um, when I saw it in the theater, this was the one and only time I saw it when it first came out. It was fine. It was a good movie. I appreciate it. I never felt bored. It was just, it, it was long. Um, but I think it's almost overkill at this point. Like, if it's on, I'm going to change the station. There's no reason for me to watch Titanic over and over again. Uh, I can tell you exactly what happened by just watching that one time, and it's kind of like in your DNA at this point. So, um, no, but I don't really need to watch Titanic ever again. Another one that was interesting, and I think it really has to do with just a couple scenes, but The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the U.S. version, um, it's the rape scene. The rape scene is incredibly brutal. The movie itself is great. I, everything else but that, that part I enjoyed, um, but if I have to go back and watch that over again, I don't think I can do it, so... I will avoid that from now on, though I would like to see the other two movies um, eventually in the U.S. I guess I should probably watch the uh, Swedish versions, but I haven't done that yet. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, I, w I am admittedly not a huge Star Wars fan. I love the originals. I can watch those over and over again. I really enjoyed The Force Awakens, but I'm at the point where, okay, I'm fine. I don't need to watch it again. I saw it in the theater. I appreciate it. I'll watch the next two films that are coming out in that you know particular order. Uh, I've never been interested in um, the whatever the prequel. I can't even tell you. I'm horrible. <laughs> I shouldn't be hosting this show. But um, for Star Wars, like the kind of in-between movies that are going on, I, I couldn't care less. John Wick. John Wick was really good. I liked both the first and the second. Um, but they kill the dog. Sorry, spoiler alert. They kill the dog in the first one, which was a beagle. So... Uh, that hits close to home. I don't need to watch it again. Keanu is fine in the movie. Um, he's Keanu is Keanu. But uh, entertaining action flick, I don't need to watch it again. The movie Sully with Tom Hanks, which is a true story directed by Quinn Eastwood about uh, the pilot who saved everyone by um, landing his plane in the New York Bay. Well, I guess, well, yeah, the Hudson Bay. 
and uh, it, it's a it's a great movie. It's a really well done. You get it's not just about the the landing, the crash landing itself, but it's also about what he had to go through. Um, you know, with the hearings, making sure that he did the right thing. Um, again, great movie, but it's not something I need to watch over and over again. All right, Love Story from 1970. This is the famous Ryan O'Neill and Ally McGraw movie. Of course, it's the tearjerker type. Um, it's famous because, um, of course, of the ending, and I probably don't even need, need to give it away. You probably know it already, but this was a one and done for me. Great movie, but don't need to watch it again. Wolf of Wall Street with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and directed by Martin Scorsese. This one probably goes to the, it's probably just simply too long. It's over three hours movie, and, uh, you know, that's a, Typical for Scorsese. Yeah, I get it. It's the 80s. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Let's let's do lots of coke and <laughs> just nonstop uh, debauchery. But no, I didn't. I really enjoyed the movie. But I, even then, I, I kept looking at the time like, okay, let's, let's wrap this up. So again, enjoyed it. Never going to watch it again. Zero Dark Thirty, which was the Academy Award winning film from Catherine Bigelow um, about the... Um, I believe it's trying to catch Osama bin Laden. Um, again, really well done. Probably done probably too close to the actual event. But yeah, it's it's worth watching once. But it's you know maybe war movies are kind of like that unless they kind of have like a, a a fun feel. Fun, <laughs> it's war. But you know something like The Great Escape, something like that, I could watch again or The Dirty Dozen. But something like Zero Dark Thirty, eh, no. Silver Lining Playbook. This I'm getting to more recent films. Really well done with uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro. But this one is all over the place, and she suffers from definitely <laughs> issues, and it's just a weird dynamic that they kind of go through. So, again, entertaining, but I won't watch it again. And lastly, the ones that, that, that the one I found, um, 50-50, which was with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, came out in 2011. Seth Rogen's also in it. He's dealing with cancer. He's a young guy. And again, there's a common theme here. There's some some sort of illness or tragedy that goes on. So while they are good movies, there's no need for me personally to watch them over and over again. All right, I'm sure I'll come up with more later, but now let's hear what everyone else has to think on this week's episode. Okay, Sarah's very excited because she has a partner in crime. I'm not alone! (laughs) Janice is back. She was originally on the John Hughes episode, and now she's going to help out with... Our favorite, well, it's not a favorite. Movies that we liked, but we never need to watch again. Yeah. Yeah. And so you... you Been there. Yeah. Done that. I'm over it. Okay. Okay, so this kind of of took me a while to come up with some stuff. And I realized, so there was movies that I normally wouldn't like, which are comedies, which is ironic because I'm so fucking hilarious. I I don't know. I just don't, they're not my go-to because I don't, like, they're not as believable. Like, who's that funny? So what do you like? I like... That's a different. I like science fiction and dramas and action, okay. action and all that kind of stuff. But I like yeah, things you that. You haven't seen like, Avatar. Uh, no, but that's put, put it on the list, right? Yeah, yeah but I don't like. I like science fiction, but I don't like. But, I don't need to see Star Wars. But and that's shit. believable. Sci- sci-fi is believable too, right? Some of it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can go fuck. <laughs> see, before you wanted a part. Time travel you know, is now possible. Now people. you have somebody that can talk shit. Yeah, to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you know what? I don't care. So I was okay. Uh, there's a couple of them I'm gonna throw out there because I don't have much to say about them. But okay. Bridesmaids was good. Yep, it was funny, but I don't need to see it again. It's also too long. Like comedies are too long now. Right? Yep. Yeah, kind of dragged out. And I wanted it to go somewhere else. Like 
Like, a little more the hangover. Like, when they were going to Vegas, I'm like, yeah. this could be good. And then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of potty freaking humor either. So that was a little bit. That's kind Are of you ironic. serious? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, Dumb and Dumber? No thanks. Yeah. But, and yeah, I'm. And me either. But, right. But you like Airplane, right? I did like Airplane, but I was when I saw that I was a kid, I had a different, you know, yeah. life was simple. It's smart potty humor. Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about yeah. before. What movies that we liked as kids, and yeah. if we watched them now for the first time, would be like, this is crap. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. So, but, and, and I think that, yeah, Airplane, those are just, I'm nostalgic because I can sure. remember my yeah. sister and I, and even now my sister would be like, you used to be jive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, if I watched it now, I might have a different idea about it, but, yeah. so, Old School, that was another one that was, mm-hmm. that I'll still throw out. That we're going streaking. Yeah. Like, and that was good. But for not liking Will Ferrell and blah, blah, blah. Can we stop like Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, can we? (laughs) I I still will randomly yell out, that's my boy, Blue! Yeah, Yeah, right? a lot of iconic lines in that movie. That's true. So I don't need to see Old School again. Okay. Um, Titanic. Yes. For multiple Uh, reasons. Janice agrees with this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. One, it's too long. (laughs) It's too depressing. We all know the shit sinks. Like <laughs> we don't need great. to watch it sinking for an hour. Right. Yeah, I'm like, no. I was saying, I was saying, I'm, all, I'm pretty sure that the movie was longer than it took the actual <laughs> oh, yeah. ship to sink. Sure. I think I'll it was like it. what two hours, ten minutes that shit sank, and the movie's like three and a half yeah, hours. Right. And like, why what? did Leo have to die? There was no That's reason. What I'm saying. Yeah. I think it was because he because Cam- James, what is his name? Cameron, Cameron, yeah. whatever. Because yeah. he's a D-bag. <laughs> yeah. And he wanted to be all freaking... It, it could have been just as good a movie without, and him living and them having a happily ever after. Sure. Right. And you know that he ended, afterwards he ended up finding out the whole way that the ship sank was wrong. Really? You know, there, they I did a documentary. They found no. out that the sh- that they thought that it turned this way or something and the, the, it like broke apart way earlier and they figured it all out. And so, oh, how funny. Uh, what's his name? Cameron was... Wrong. <laughs> so his well, movie, never be also, a sequel. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't it also, at the time, the most expensive movie ever made. Right. Yeah. But that gives me anxiety. Any movie where like water's coming in and you can't get out, like, yeah. and it, <laughs> hell no. Like yeah. Poseidon. I never. I won't even watch it. Oh, okay. Or like Pearl Harbor. I whatever my friends. Well, what are you guys watching? I sit down there. Pearl Harbor. I'm all deuces. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> So that was, yeah, that was another one. It was good yeah. for its time, but whatever. And then I have, like, some little non-mentionable mentionables, like the Chasing Amy's, the Clerks, some of the, the Mallrats. Yeah. Who did, did you Kevin Smith? Watch, I, I watched Mallrats again. Mallrats was probably my favorite. Was it Clerks or Mallrats that was my favorite? Or Chasing? What order did they come in? So it went Clerks first, because mm-hmm. I was really independent. It was in black and white. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of an indie hit. Like, right. Like, expected to be big. Then it was, I believe, Mallrats, then Chasing Amy. Right, Chase and Amy was the more yeah. mainstream one. Which was weird because they're supposed to be in this world, but there's no real... Like, Jason Lee's character seems different in Chasing Amy than it is in Mallrats. Right, he's what? He's not as geeky? Yeah, or something like that, yeah. But so the, whatever happened to Kevin Smith? He's still doing stuff. I mean, What was he do? Comic book men? Yeah. Was, I just saw him the other day because it was on yeah. TV again. Yeah. Uh, the Die Hard, Die... Mm-hmm. Was it... He lived free and die hard. He was in there? Oh, yeah, he yeah. was in there. Yeah. Like no. Yes, he like was. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was. In mom's basement uh-huh. or yeah. But I remember, though, the freaking, yeah. um, uh, what was his name? Simon. Jay and Simon Bob. Yes. They yeah. did a movie. Yeah. That dude, they were kind of funny, some of the one-liners. If oh, you would yeah. say, he'd be like, oh, a big tubbo, get yeah. your bitch ass over. <laughs> he was, that guy, like, ended up having a heroin problem and, like, almost... Like he one. wasn't acting. That was no. He <laughs> really, yeah. He's pretty much. That could be yeah. a whole podcast. Right. That could be right. Just on, like John, yeah. Han- like John yeah. Hamm yeah. in freaking any movie he's done. The guy from um, what's it called? Uh, Mad, 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 Mad Men. Yep. Yeah. Oh. You ever see him in anything? I'm pretty sure he's just playing himself. Yeah. Who <laughs> cares? He's hot. Yeah. yeah that's true. And he's hung. Jennifer yeah. Aniston just plays herself. Yep. Who is Rachel Green? But yeah. whatever. I digress. Well, I have one that yes. I just thought of that I'm sure will probably not be a popular pick. Trainwreck. 
train wreck. Oh, oh with, uh, I'm Amy not Schumer. a fan of hers. Okay. I'm not either. It was, it was nice. I liked it, but you, you couldn't get me to watch it. She is a female Will Ferrell to me. She kind of is, yeah. Right. I don't even think she's that funny. No, I saw her stand up special and I was like, um, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. She's just so did you like LeBron James in it? He was funny. Yeah. He was pleasantly funny. And John Hader. But yeah. I still hate yeah. him, so, you know. <laughs> and actually, her main love interest was good. Bill Hader. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's cool. Yeah, just she, toned it down. Yeah. annoyed me. Yeah, yeah, and it creeped me out that one part where she's like with that kid. Like where she's trying to get it on with that kid. Oh, I thought you were going to say the part where she was trying to get it on with John Cena. It was kind no. of that's actually a funny that was, scene. That yeah. was disturbing in and of itself, though, too. You know, especially so the scene in the movie theater. That's yeah. a little disturbing. Well, yeah, he's just over, overly homoerotic. Yeah. With, uh, I yeah. barely. I think I don't even think I got all the way through that movie. Yeah, but I was like, uh, and there's another one that's well, it's Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow movies are way too long. Right. No comedy uh, needs to be over two hours. No, no. kidding. Yeah. Except for the when we everyone saw the forty year old virgin, it was like the first of its kind. And it was funny. Yeah. But now, yeah, you watch it, I'm all shit. I get more? Like, Knocked Up is almost two and a half hours. Uh, that oh, I will man. never see again. No, no, yeah. that's another that's one. That's a good no. one. Never. No, because no, no. I don't even like, what's her name? Catherine Heigl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who has a name, it sounds like you're copping oh, up a Heigl. fucking phlegm. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Or I kind of, it reminds me of that exercise that you do for your vagina. Catherine okay. Kegel, Catherine <laughs> Heigl, same thing. Same, same thing. You got a vagina <laughs> all together across the board. I don't okay, like it. I can, I can see the listenership. Dropping, dropping off. Sorry. <laughs> so, except for the male listeners. Maybe they'll I was with funny. you till Kegel. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're like, we're all about fitness. Yes. You yeah. know, keeping yourself healthy. Yeah. And tight. And yeah. tight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank all you right. for the Kegels. <laughs> all right. We're back. Malin is back this week. Took a few weeks off because one, I kind of did solo. And then the other one, you're not a huge John Hughes Band, so we it were yeah, yeah it was going to require thinking <laughs> right <laughs> and so like... that's okay so I figured you get rejuvenated this week and talk about uh, a subject that this one's actually kind of difficult but I think will be fun yeah this and, one's tricky yeah so we're going to talk about movies that you you liked you enjoyed but you you will never watch again for whatever reason so yeah so I was uh, I found it was tricky. Um, at first I thought I wasn't going to be able to think of any and then when I did start thinking of them I realized. Well, I don't really remember them that well because I only saw them once and right. moved on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, but I've got a bunch, actually. That's good. Um, uh, okay, so mm-hmm. I'll try and go through them kind of quickly. Okay. Um, there were a couple by favorite directors that I almost feel bad for including because I feel like um, a bit of a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Cone Brothers, who I generally love. Yeah. Um, oh, I should have said... Oh, well, anyway, yeah. movies that we liked. Okay, yes. movies that, The Man Who Wasn't There okay. with Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. I've had this weird, like, um, I think he kind of throws me off in some things, mm. and in this one he did, and the pacing. Usually slow pacing doesn't bother me that much, but I just never got engaged with the characters. Okay. A lot of people that I wanted to. I don't know, it's just... I so you liked distanced. it, but just... You yeah, were, I yeah. liked it, and I guess it's like required reading, okay. you know, for fans of the Coen Brothers, sure. but I haven't felt tempted to go back. Right. Um, Whereas like Fargo and, and movies like that. Oh like, yeah, I've yeah. seen those dozens of yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so David Lynch, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he, yeah. his four-hour epic Inland Empire, mm-hmm. I'm, I have seen it more than once, but... I think it's still kind of uh, a one and done, mm-hmm. even though I've, I've probably seen it three times because out of obligation, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not good. That's not a good enough reason. Yeah. It is such a, a hugely complex fever pitched nightmare dream mm-hmm. of a film. And 
out of all of his work, it's the most slippery right. for me. I just haven't been able to get a grasp on it. And if you're going to watch something that's four hours long, like I feel like I have to have some some kind of like grasp on it because that's quite a commitment. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's been my. So you bring up a good point. Like I almost feel like if you're into film, you're like obligated to watch like Igmar Bergman, mm-hmm. Fellini, yeah, movies like that, and. Uh, yeah, those are ones where like okay, I'll watch it once, and but yeah, yeah it's like the yeah. required reading yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. And for the most part, David Lynch and the Coen Brothers, it's not required reading for me. But you enjoy those them. are yeah, those are pleasure trips. Yeah, but those two films, uh, respective, mm-hmm. those are yeah, those are. Now, having said that, I'll probably go home tonight while I'm working. <laughs> per, turn on Inland Empire yeah. and see. If, if I can, can get back again, into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. That's, yeah. See, yeah. that's what I like about this podcast. It gets people thinking about, eh, maybe I'll give it another shot. Maybe, but, yeah. yeah. Actually, several of these, maybe I'll give another shot and see if I'm a stronger movie watcher or <laughs> cinephile than, than I was before. Okay, so I've got a, a few that are just, like, so emotionally um, wrenching. Right. That, you, I mean, anyone would have to be kind of selective about sure. exposing themselves uh, to these. Mm-hmm. Um Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, that's a yeah. Good is, one. I should have had that on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw that in Santa Cruz when it first came out. I saw it at the Nickelodeon Theater, which is lovely. Yeah, it's great theater. Um, and I walked out into the daylight. I saw like a matinee. It's don't see that from as a matinee. No, ruin the rest of your day. Yeah, absolutely. I just walked out. I made it to the car before I just was. Like, yeah. Um, Balling. Yeah. And it's a true awful. story, too, so that makes yeah. it even harder. And there, there was a book. It's based on the book. Yeah. Um, and I forgot what her name was that wrote the book. But she's written a lot of true crime oh. books as well. And, uh, yeah, that, mm. amazing job by Hilary Swank. But, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I think it was, I just, she did such a good job of at that role. And I just identified with so many, uh, not identified with, but I, I recognized so many people who I knew in my own life. I recognized parts of them Mm -hmm. in that role, and it was just like, well, it was too much. It It is. It really is. It's a great film. It's worth watching once, but yeah, I defy anybody to keep watching it over and over again. And Chloe, um, I can't pronounce her last name, Savini or something. Her basically, her... her, Her love interest, or, or his love interest in, in that that movie, she's she's yeah. very good in that too. So yeah, yeah. I have not yeah. gone back to see that one. I don't think I will. Yeah. Um, Requiem for a Dream. Oh yes, this is the that has got to be one. on your list. Oh right? yeah, no, you know it isn't because I. Oh yeah, okay. it's just it, I was hoping someone would bring it up. Basically, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the ending scene is just insane. Like or the ending scenes, the mm-hmm. the infamous scene. But yeah, that's. Yeah, and I don't even remember it that well. I remember just being jaw on the floor impressed with the entire thing. Yeah. Um, again, I saw it when it first came out. I don't know if it's something that would age well, mm-hmm. but I do remember being thrown for several loops um, and thinking it was great, but at the same time, like, Boys Don't Cry, I thought, wow, that was great. I hope I never see <laughs> yeah. that again. Right, right. Um, yeah, and I haven't. No. So I barely remember it. I remember the... The older actress, that was hard. Yes. Oh, all of it was just so hard to watch. It was, um, God, what's her name? I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But she's great in that role. But And I've seen her in other things, and she's been fantastic. But yeah. I just didn't want to see her go through any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, brilliant movie. Oh, it is. I, but yeah. one and done. One and done. Uh, Amour. 
uh, French film. Okay. I, I know both I and Josephine, uh, Josephine and I have mentioned this film before. It's a, it's another kind of fever pitch dream hallucination. Of, uh, and I don't even remember it all that well at this point, but it's, um, it's about a couple who one of them becomes ill and eventually passes away. And it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just really, really hard to watch. If you've ever lost anyone in your life, seeing that either loved anyone in your life or lost anyone in your life mm-hmm. or lo- lost anyone that you've loved, okay. that film is just going to tear you apart. Right. It doesn't put you back together again. Mm-hmm. It just kind of tears you it apart. It leaves you like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, another film that was hard to watch, but that I I haven't, uh, the reason that I haven't seen it again isn't because it's hard to watch, but Sophie's Choice with Meryl Streep. Of course. That's it's that. a brilliant movie. Yeah, and just I, the title alone, is you can use it as yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the movie itself, I would be able to watch it again just based on the content of sure. it. I don't have a problem with that, but it is one of those films that has an actor who just is like chewing aluminum foil mm. for me. Steve, uh, no, Peter McNichol. Okay. Do you know who he plays the author? Um, he is really great as a character actor who can demolish a film for me, kind of like Keanu Reeves does for period pieces for me, <laughs> like Dangerous Liaisons. Oh yeah, he. <laughs> so I'm gonna. This is how I know him. Ghostbusters uh, two. Yeah, he can demolish anything, yeah. right? Like he's just horrible. <laughs> he's the he's the um, the museum curator who that falls under crazy. the spell yeah. of, of the. Um, yeah, the mythical figure. And he was also in the Mr. Bean movie. Like, he played this the straight guy to yeah. Mr. Bean's wacky. Mm-hmm. And he's just, oh, he's horrible. So I can't watch Sophie's Choice because he's in it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought it was fantastic. Actually, that, that's another good subject. Like, actors that ruin films that you would normally like. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that, that could be a good one. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my only excuse for not seeing that again. Yeah. Um, oh, and then I came up with, with a couple of films that... So these two films, as I was watching them, mm-hmm. I was enthralled with them. But I was thinking, I've already, I've, I'm halfway through, and I feel like I've seen the movie five times already. <laughs> and that's Memento and Groundhog Day. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, well, like Groundhog them. Day is obvious. Yeah, well, Memento too, because yeah. you're kind of you're, you're going backwards, yeah. but you're also seeing the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, so I don't feel like I have to repeat those. Because yeah, I've, yeah, I had them kind of drilled in mm-hmm. for during a single viewing. It's interesting. I think most of my picks were not com- like usually comedies lend themselves to being repeat viewers. Um, yeah. But that's interesting that you mentioned that about Groundhog Day. So. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. I've never been tempted to see it again. Hmm. And it seems like for a lot of people, it is. They love that movie. That's one of his viewer things. Yeah, I, I don't just don't understand that. Yeah, but you know, I think it's if people love Bill Murray. I think that's got to be part of it. Well, yeah, I totally understand yeah. that. <laughs> but I'd watch something else with him. In yeah, it. yeah, I get, I get <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what else do I got. Oh, I got a, uh, a really, really dark comedy. Usually I love dark comedies, yeah. but I did find one that's too dark for me. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of thankful that I've got like a lower limit of dark comedy, <laughs> like it can't go that far. So Man Bites Dog is a French mockumentary. Okay. Have you heard of this one? I think I have. Yeah, yeah, so it's a mockumentary about a film crew that goes and follows a serial killer okay. while he's just knocking people off left and right <laughs> with like giddy abandon and it's it takes it, it takes a, it, it's yeah, I don't even know how to describe it to someone who hasn't seen it. It's just it's really really dark and you should probably 
maybe give it a chance. I don't know. It's uh, really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with it up to the point where a kid gets killed, which mm-hmm. is funny because there's a like taboo where you don't kill kids and in animals. films. Yeah. <laughs> kids and animals. Yeah. And, um, and this film, uh, serial killer goes in and there is a scene about halfway through where I feel like he crosses the line for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, he chases a kid out. I think wakes him up in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Sorry to kill the family. Chases him out into the backyard and I think double taps him. In Whoa, the back. Okay. It's really, really grisly. Yeah. This, it's a mockumentary dark comedy that really walks over the line between being a comedy and just being taking some of the subject matter super seriously right. and like pushing it, pushing your face in it. So oh, you were you were all hard. in up to a certain point, and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, I think I came back to a little it. bit. But it's, but it's that that bit where I just can't go back. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, I'm like that, and I mentioned this before. It, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm. I love the movie, but the rape scene, I can't. That's enough for me, just oh. not. Not to be able to watch it again, so yeah, hmm. yeah. But it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. So, yeah. Um, what else do I got? Oh, another one that surprised me. So I know I've mentioned how much I like um, uh, the newest episode of Star Wars, which mm-hmm. this should be a giveaway because I can never remember the subtitle for it. <laughs> the Force, uh, Force Awakens, Awakens, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, so The Force Awakens, I've seen more than once, but I don't really feel like I need to go back to it. I put it on my list. Because, yeah, yeah I, you know, the originals, I can watch over and over again. Yeah. The, but yeah, I was like, okay, I know I'm ready for the next one, but I don't need to go yeah. back and rewatch. Uh, yeah. So the funny thing is, I know I've told you this before, I yeah. like The Force Awakens and Rogue One because I feel like they kind of erase George uh, Lucas's prequels. Yeah. prequels. Uh-huh. But I never really feel like I need to go back and see them again. Mm. The Force Awakens probably because it's a bit too repetitive sure even though there's a lot to love about it mm-hmm. um yeah when people were complaining about it being too repetitive i was you know at the time i was like thank god it's like at least it's like being a little bit repetitive yeah. and it's gone back and it's taken everything that was good about the original three um films mm-hmm. and is using that as a jumping off point for what i hope will be even better next for the next two yeah and then rogue one kind of erases the prequels but now that it's done that job for me I don't feel like I need to go back to it. I'm right. just, I think I'm very happy that I know that that work has been done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to go back and watch a Star Wars film, it's, it's going to be Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. At this point, it's. I think even the original three trilogies are becoming diluted enough to me in the mix of all of these other films that have been added on right. that I only really feel like I need to go back to one of them. No, I now. totally agree. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> so it's actually making um, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, potentially multiple viewers viewings yeah. and done. Yeah. Like, I've seen them many times, and I don't think I'm, yeah. I'm not going back to them anytime soon mm-hmm. either. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I don't feel alone now. So okay, good. <laughs> awesome. As, as always, thank you, Malin. All right, Enrique is back. Welcome back. Hi. She's waving to everyone, so that's Oh, good. yeah, sorry. So, I didn't realize you can't see. <laughs> I'm waving both The hands. power of speech will get people to imagine what right. is going on. It's yep. always more exciting on on the air than I think in real life. I think so. Yeah, but that's, but okay. that's okay. That's a power radio. In the voice. And pow- and podcasting. Okay, so yes. this week we're going to talk about movies that you enjoyed. Yes. But for whatever reason, you don't need to ever watch it again. Right. So, I like yeah. this one because I feel like this happens to me with a lot of movies okay. these days. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a real, I don't know, trend toward making it really interesting and exciting mm-hmm. and like putting in lots of twists. 
And to me, those are not enjoyable once they've been spoiled. Okay, yeah, because if you already know what's going to happen, yeah. that's yeah, the type awesome. of movies yeah. that I like to rewatch over and over again are more of those like in-depth character pieces. Mm-hmm. A lot of the you know Jane Austen adaptations, Pride and Prejudice. A lot of these more intricate human relationship types movies mm-hmm. or war movies. Sure. Things that are you miss or you're that can always be intellectually intriguing mm-hmm. upon second, third, fourth right. watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the one exception to that that I think is a good one is Shawshank Redemption. I think that movie is really good and mm-hmm. enjoyable um, the first time around because of all the twists. Yeah. But I think this, you know, second, third viewing, you might get a little bored. I saw it. And I was like, that was great. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that again. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to visit that yeah. darkness again. Mm-hmm. It was a very dark movie. It is, and there's some rough scenes in there. Lots that, of rough yeah, yeah. that are really, you know, cathartic mm-hmm. when you watch it that first time. But after seeing that, I was like, wow, that was really good. But yeah. I don't want to watch that again. Interesting. I totally get that. Um, I think for me, for that movie, I get... The payoff's so good, like, it's worth going through the journey again because right. I know the payoff's going to be That's good. what I mean by yeah. an exception. Yeah. Because I think that it's a very intellectual movie as oh, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good character piece yeah. for the, you know, main characters specifically. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it was. I think it was the darkness. I couldn't live through it again. No, I, I, get, I totally get that. So <laughs> it was that's super a, dark. That's a good one. Um, and then the second one mm-hmm. was A Beautiful Mind, which I find to be, an, like... When you talk about not wanting to see it again, the no-brainers are like those twist movies or yeah. those kind of emotionless or, you know, purely surprise yeah. or horror movies. But I feel like the ones that are really good that wind up on the, you know, top, you know, movies of all time, mm-hmm. whether they won Oscars or got nominated for, you know, things, I think A Beautiful Mind is one of them that I wouldn't see again. Definitely I'm not. with you. I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, it was like, okay, that was good. I, yeah. And again, it was another big twist. Yeah. You know, you find out that he has schizophrenia and yep. all those people were fake or whatever. But it's so sad it when is. you find that out that, you know, he's this incredible mind mm-hmm. and he's troubled and you're like, I can't do it again. <laughs> Their relationship he has mm-hmm. with his wife and crumbling because of his delusions and everything and you're like oh i can't it yeah. was so good but i can't go through it again those two were like for emotional reasons mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to see again and then i have a couple others sure so there's a specific genre of like the action comedy mm-hmm. that i just can't do it again. like hangover <laughs> okay would never watch it again okay recently sisters with tina fey and Amy oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. watch that on hbo i was like one and done yeah and then pretty much the horror genre. So any of those like raucous comedies, mm-hmm. Hangover, and then um, what was it? Uh, the one with Seth Rogen um, and Rose Byrne. Oh, oh, um, yeah, Neighbors? Bad yeah, neighbors. Yeah, neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Or Bad Neighbors or whatever. I think it's like Bad Neighbors, yeah. Or Couldn't like do it again. Enjoyed yeah. it thoroughly. Yeah. I really like those disgusting comedies. Yeah. I think they're really fun. But I can't do it. Like, it loses its charm, <laughs> it's I think. And there's a whole class of those movies. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Those kind of silly, disgusting, rated X yeah. <laughs> comedies. Um, so could you watch Superbad again? No. no any so of those. Uh, I couldn't yeah. do it. I couldn't do it again. It loses mm. its 
I don't know, surprise factor. The part of what makes it funny, I think, is the ridiculousness of it. Right. And once you've seen it, it's not really ridiculous anymore, right? <laughs> I get that, actually, with The Hangover, because the ending was so funny and unique yeah. with all the, the photos and everything. And then they tried to do basically the exact same formula for the second one. A lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. So, um, let alone watching the first one over and over again. So, yeah, and yeah. I, I know a lot of people that like to watch, like, whatever, put on, like, one of those crazy Yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. Yeah, I yeah. can't, yeah. I don't know how you bring yourself to do it. <laughs> it becomes obnoxious. Like, yeah. upon first viewing mm-hmm. it, Cracking up the whole time. Yeah. And then I can't... I revisited it. I'm like, okay, it was funny the first time. Yeah. No, I understand. For me, Don't I think it's just... Don't a dead joke. <laughs> it's just the mindless... Mindlessness. That, you know, it's like, I know it's going to happen. I'm not going to go through some emotional roller coaster. Right. It's oh, like airplane. I see. Yeah. So it's like airplane. Like, I've seen an airplane a million times. I know when the jokes are coming. But and I feel I like still I can laugh. watch that over again. Really? I think it's because the joke, the, the humor is so dry mm-hmm. that it lends well, itself well to just situational comedy. Sure. As opposed to action comedy. The other thing about Airplane and like Naked Gun and those movies, there are so many jokes. Yeah, it's, that it's just You're so, going to miss some yeah. too and, and you'll catch them later. So. Very yeah. high volume comedy. Yeah. I like that. And I can watch those over and over. Okay. okay. But the action comedies really bore me after the first. Yeah, period. that's fair. That's fair. I don't know why. I mean, I kind of can explain No, you why. explained it. I, I, no, I, I get it. That, that makes absolute sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah, the horror genre, I can't really watch after the first. Yeah, I mean, you kind of know what's going to And gonna just don't like the creepy crawly feeling again mm-hmm. and again and again. <laughs> yeah. So could you watch like the M. Night Shyamalan movies? I watched those over and over. Okay. And because that twist. You already know going in. So. Yeah, there's a few of them that I watched. I watched The Village a lot. I watched the one with the aliens. Oh, the water uh, science? glasses. Yeah, science. Yeah, yeah. That's because of Joaquin Phoenix. He's an exception. Yeah, and then um, I watched The Sixth Sense over and over. Okay. And I think again, those have an added layer of. You're gonna catch more things. Yeah, because he does a lot of symbolism and stuff. Sure. So it's fun to watch those. But I mean, like The Ring and. Yeah. Though I watched The Ring and it was horrifying and I didn't want to watch it ever again. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. People said it wasn't scary. I found it very scary. No, it wasn't. And Lindley has a good story about that too. I don't know if she'll tell it on this episode, but that yeah, totally freaked her out. It, the yeah. imagery is really disturbing. Yeah. I think that among it, the story isn't particularly scary. No, no. But the imagery, they really nailed it. Like, yeah. what is the scariest, creepiest thing we can show? Yeah. I still get a little <laughs> nauseous thinking. So we'll stop talking about it so she, she, she can get back to work. So. Yeah. Thank you as You're always. Welcome. Okay, for this week's episode, Danielle is back. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> she can't not laugh. This week we're going to talk about movies that you enjoyed, but you never actually want to watch again for whatever reason. And not so, even in an airplane. Never even in an airplane. You would fall asleep on the airplane. You would... Put on your headphones. Yes, you would have to be drugged. Like, you're just like, I can't watch this movie ever again. So, okay. now that you know the rules, Jesus. What, <laughs> what, who, what are your picks? Oh, talking about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see Passion of the My, Christ again? That is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. I know that one. Well, I have more than one, okay, as that's, always. As but always. This is the one that, for sure, even if I'm in the airplane. You don't want to watch it. Dimi V line. No. I don't watch. I I didn't even watch that as much. I like it. I wanted to see that because it's not the whole thing. No. It's just like that cross crossing. Wasn't there's a name for that? There's a name in Portuguese. I don't know okay. the name in English. 
but the, the way that he does from this point to the crucifixion. So is that is, part? Is it a mission? I don't, I don't know. know what it is. I, I, I would I'm, I'm not religious. No. So I'll ask my mom. Okay. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> She'll tune in. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know what yes. she says. So, uh, so I want to watch. I want to watch. So I didn't go to the movie theater to watch it because I thought that was a little bit too much mm -hmm. to pay for. So, but I, I like Mel Gibson. So mm -hmm. I watch it at home, and I like the the story. Of course, is the historical thing. You know, the cultural, the Catholicism, so I respect that, although I'm completely agnostic, but I respect it. So sure. I want to see that movie from a Catholic point of view as Mel Gibson. But, sure. oh my God, what is that? I mean, we know, well, I think that's what he wanted, actually, because I didn't know, me, myself, Danielle, every time a person talked about Christ, which I do believe, I do believe he existed. I, I never deny that. I just don't know about the saint part. But I, the, as the man, yes, mm -hmm. I do believe it. Okay, he's, he got hurt, he, you know, he got beat up, blah, 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 etc. But when you see sure. how that could be, <gasps> that was in shock. Mm -hmm. That was a shock to me. I was like, whoa, wait, I never thought that deep about the history, history of Christ. Sure. So I watched, I closed my eyes <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I got a little dizzy sometimes. I like the movie. It's not like people are like, oh, I because this, no. I I like the movie. I like the story of the movie. I like his point of view. But I would never see it again. No, because it was too... It's traumatic. Too much. That was, but that was his... Uh, he did that on purpose. He yes. wanted it to be as powerful as possible. Yes. So that's that's so a good he pick. he got that. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So, all right, what, what are your other picks? So my other pick is a new movie that I watched a few months ago uh, in the movie theater. And mm -hmm. I cry my eyes out. It's Lion. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah. Saru. Yeah, it's, it was nominated for an Oscar. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so Saru, he's from India. He goes... Well, out to work with his brother because he has little brothers and his mom is a single mom as far as, as remember it is. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm accurate by that. But he gets lost in a train and he travels in the train sleeping. He was sleeping thousand miles and he wakes up in a place that no one speaks his language. Mm -hmm. So he goes through a How lot of... I think he's... Five or six? Wow. Maybe okay. I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but it's something like that. So he he goes through so much thing, and that's a real story yeah. that really happened. So he was in the streets. He, you know, all the violence, everything that you can imagine, he went through until he gets adopted by this Australian family. That is Nicole Kidman. He, he, she plays the mom. And... But he's still having that part of him of he doesn't belong. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, and he he has these memories about his childhood, and this sweet woman that he sees as his mom. You know, she was this very motherhood style. So he wants to see. So there is the beginning of Google Earth that he goes in the map and he zooms in. You know, because he has the memories of the place. So. The app helped him 
to find where what the a great I, did google finances <laughs> right they probably did so but the the history it's beautiful it's mm-hmm. real the his, no it's not a history how do you say story right right history is for history, history. sure sure like, yeah. <laughs> the story is beautiful but, but you can't watch I it i didn't i yeah it, it's not the movie that oh i'm gonna watch it again right. and i mean it's really easy to watch a movie again i don't mind right <laughs> but I, one, I see some of the horror movies you watch <laughs> i know yeah. sharknado yeah. sharknado amazing but, but yes i would not see it again it's, it's not it's beautiful. I like this story. Ones, but that's it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Get another. So pick. yeah, the next one. It's. I like the movie a lot. <laughs> this one is really good. <laughs> You're gonna laugh because it's not everybody who likes this movie, but I like the the actress as well. She's great. Okay. So the movie is. We need to talk about Kevin. I've never. No, I've never seen. It's it. from 2011. Okay. It is about. It's very raw. It's, it's, it's about motherhood and postpartum depression and rejection and bond between mother and son. Violence. And is with that Tilda... Tilda Swinton. Yes, she's... Oh, my God. Any movie that she's in, it's she, it's she's amazing. And John C. Riley. Yes. And the guy... There's the mother, the daughter, and the son. Yes, yes. Ezra Miller. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this boy, oh my goodness. So they, I cannot tell you because the if you're going to see away. the end, it's like, but it's, this boy freaks you out. <laughs> and I, when I saw the title, I was like, that's a stupid movie. We need to talk about Kevin what? It's a gossipy movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watch it. And it, 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 on the first scene, you were read like, okay. You know, you said like, okay. But you never imagine what develops. Yeah. Because she's walking the street from nowhere, a woman slapped her in the face. I'm like, what was this city? What a violent and then because it 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 tells the story of her now mm-hmm. and she has the memory then. Right. So the thing is and then you start understanding mm-hmm. what happened. So they tell it in flashbacks? Yes. Okay. But it's like shocking. If you didn't want you need to watch. Like what today <laughs> go on. What? <laughs> I don't want to be like depressed. <laughs> no, it's not depressing. Okay. It, you're gonna be like, holy, beep, you know. <laughs> I like self-censor. I, I love that like, you, you self-censor I yourself. Surprise, I, I know. What the? I would say, what the hell? <laughs> okay, so we needed so, uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Yes, and then there is my the one that I really like. The bonus like pick. It. This is yes. the one where you would watch on an airplane still. Yes, I think I would watch <laughs> But okay, I think I would watch an airplane if I had to, but okay. Which is? Let the right in. Uh, let the right on in. Let it's the... a Switch movie. Um, and uh, it's a novel. It's uh, about a boy. 2008. Yes. It's about a boy that is bullied in school, and he develops this friendship with a little girl. It's sweet. It's a Swedish film. Yes. Let, let the right one in. Yes, I cannot say. See? Yes. It's my Portuguese You're welcome. accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, did you watch that movie? No. I cannot tell you that movie. See, I, I cannot do this podcast no, because I can, cannot you can, speak you can them. Give, you can so. give the synopsis <laughs> while giving anything away. 
I can't. I want to be like a Wikipedia, like say everything. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. But basically, what's what's it's the spoiler alert? Blinking. No, no, no. What was the basic like premise of the story? So it, yes, it's about this little boy. I think he's eight years, eleven. I don't know years old, and um, he's bullied at school, and he's very lonely. And there's this little girl. He's her, his neighbor. Okay. And there's this man, weird man that takes care of her. You start like wondering what's going on. There's a weird bond there. She's very like mysterious and sure. etc. And then you find out. <laughs> Got it. So don't give anything away. But that's, no, I won't. That's, Can that's, I say that's no? good. That's I a good it. synopsis. Good job. <laughs> that's but, it. But you would watch this again? No, no, that was very tiring. But it's a really good movie. But for once, it's too much. There is, yeah, you get tired of that. All right. Well, I'm not tired of you. Good job. We'll have you back on next week. All right. <laughs> Great job, Danielle. <laughs> all right. We're back with Samantha. Welcome back. Hello. So this week, we're going to talk about our one and done movies. Mm -hmm. So the, the caveat being that you actually did enjoy these movies, but for whatever reason, there's no reason for you personally to watch them ever again. So I'm curious what you came up with. You came up with a few, but you're worried that you might forget some. Yeah. But that's okay. That's, that I, always happens with I us. I really like this topic because yeah. I love to look for really depressing and like, dark <laughs> movies. It's, it's just, I love it. Um, so there are, I, yeah, I came up with quite a few, but since I tend to watch these types of movies a mm -hmm. lot, I know, I, I just know I'm forgetting something. Um, but a few popped into my head right away. Okay. And also, like, for some reason, I mentioned this to you off the, off of the podcast, yes. but um, there's always, like, Reddit threads about this. Like, every couple of months, it always comes back around. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the number one movie you'd never see again? Mm -hmm. Or, like, what's the best movie, but it was just too much? And it's a lot of, like, shock horror, and I don't really watch no. that. Like, we got to get David on All of those, yeah. like, there's a lot of foreign ones yeah. um, that are just, like, not really, just, like, body horror, right. disgusting, like, abusive movies, uh -huh. and I just, I won't go there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the I kind of... on your grave type yeah, of movies, yes. I yeah. kind of go toward more of, like, the emotional trauma. Highbrow high drama, <laughs> yeah. The highbrow ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one that always comes up on these lists, and I'm sure someone has mentioned this already, is, we is Requiem for a Dream. Um... I think Maywin picked that, okay. yes. Yeah. Because that's, I think it it's relatively like a popular movie yeah. and you know, the actors are, were, are pretty famous, mm -hmm. so. Who played the mom? We couldn't remember who played oh, the mom. Um, oh. It's not, is it Ellen Burstyn? Yes. Okay, that's, I'm glad I finally remembered. Yeah. Of course Jennifer Connelly's in it. And, uh -huh. uh, we have been just the, watching her like. Yes, in the infamous um, scene yeah. <laughs> at the end. But, I think yeah. it's at the end. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that movie, yeah, that's one I definitely watched it once. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, <laughs> that was a great movie, but I don't need to deal with all of that again. Right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of the popular one that I always see coming up in lists. Mm -hmm. But when I was just thinking about kind of personally movies um so be before we move yeah. on so when did you already hear about this movie or did you see it when it came out or did you already hear the hype and this is a crazy movie I, or, yeah i uh, had heard everything okay because when did it come out in like 2001 or something yeah let's see 
2000. 2000. Uh-huh. So I wasn't old enough okay. to see it in theaters. <laughs> yeah. So I watched it in like high school okay. or something. Yeah. Um, By then, it had a pretty big reputation. Yeah. 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 And that was like when Jared Leto wasn't really acting anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, what did he do? I actually yeah. saw him in a restaurant once. Oh, really? <laughs> well, you're going to have to bring that around the time of this movie. Really? Uh-huh. We're going to have to bring up, because one of our upcoming subjects will be, have you ever had a celebrity sighting? Mm-hmm. And so that your best. Ooh. There you go. Oh, so. I have a few for that one. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Requiem for a Dream. Eh, I saw it. Yeah, I already knew what it was about. I, I heard about the scenes, uh-huh. infamous scenes, and like the horrible like drugs mm-hmm. drama. Um, but I still enjoyed it. Definitely don't need to watch it again. Checked right. it off Checked my it list. Off, yeah. <laughs> um, but one I did see right when it came out, and it was very haunting. Yes. Was Blue Valentine? Oh yeah, yeah. The film with Ryan Gosling when he was. Um, this was, when did this one come out? In like 2012 or, oh, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, so with him and Michelle and Williams. Williams yeah. And it, it, I think it was kind of when it, um, all of like the publicity and everything was kind of like, oh, this is just a romantic drama <laughs> yeah. about, the, I remember in the trailer and, and when all of the like, um, clips and stuff were coming mm-hmm. out there's a scene where they're like on a bus and he's playing the ukulele and it's all very cute and yeah. i was like oh this looks like a nice like raw not like romantic film yeah and it's a just an emotional train wreck yeah which, because, oh. which is probably why i got a lot of oscar yeah cred did you ever see it i didn't because i heard i didn't hear the romantic part of it i just heard it was a depressing uh-huh. movie yeah <laughs> so, yeah because it was right when he was at the height of the like Oh, Ryan Gosling, internet boyfriend. Yeah. And just, <laughs> so, so charming. And that movie was... Um, it's a it's a great, great, great film. Yeah. Just how it's done. It follows how they meet. And, and the characters are really realistic. I think just the whole movie is very yeah. realistic. Mm-hmm. And then, not to give it all away, yeah. but they the relationship falls apart. Okay. I think they have a kid. Mm-hmm. And... It's just, you see kind of the complete just destruction of this true love, and... You just gave it all away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you look it up, if you Google the movie... You can still find, yeah. You, uh, you get the sense that it's just really, really depressing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, maybe on a dark, dark day, I'll go back, I'll go back that and rewatch of, it. But yeah. the other movie I was going to mention, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, is this mm-hmm. French movie, Amour. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is kind of, it's it's on the same kind of um, theme of the, it's this old couple who've been together forever, and she has, um, oh, she has a stroke. Okay. And then, so the husband kind of takes care of her, but... She just can't do anything anymore. Yeah. And it, it seems really sign on. Yeah. In the movie. I, actually, Maywin might have mentioned that one too. So, yeah. <laughs> you guys are right on oh, par. Yeah. We should interview other. together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on here before. Yeah. But it's interesting to see like Blue Valentine's kind of like the young the young relationship that these people meet and kind of it falls apart and here you're seeing like these people who've been together for a long time and they're in their 80s and she's going to die. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, I... uh, 
I get I get it the realism of, of movies, but it's, it's also an escape, and so uh-huh. sometimes I wonder like this is too close to life. Like I know. why <laughs> this isn't gonna help me? Yeah, all. yeah, but. To each their own. Uh, some yes. people like to watch fun movies. That's true. Some people like to be depressed. Yes. <laughs> and hate them. And yeah. just really want to ruin their evening. That's what I like to do. Or they're just looking for that Oscar cred. It's like <laughs> comedy. I think we discussed this. Comedies almost never get the, you know, the, the just do in, yeah. the, in Oscar, but depressing movies will. But, yeah. yeah. And Amore, it won, um, did it win the Palme d'Or? Yeah. Mm. It won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, and it was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Okay. And Blue Valentine was nominated mm-hmm. for a bunch of yeah. things. Well, even uh, just Manchester by the Sea, that's supposed to be oh. really depressing oh, as that, well. <laughs> add that to, like, last movie I saw that oh. I don't need to see, see again. again. <laughs> I saw it a few months ago. Yeah. I was at the end just dead <laughs> because nothing good happened. Yeah, but it, it did really well at the Oscars. It did really well because the acting is great. Yeah. It's really hard, I think, for actors to portray, like, genuine, legitimate, like, Sadness that's not over the top, right? That right. seems genuine and realistic. So mm-hmm. I think that's always a they pulled it off in that the, that, that gets the the nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, on another one yeah. that got lots of nominations, Brokeback Mountain. Oh yes, yeah, I, that's a good point. I listed yeah. that one as well because um, I actually had I'd never seen it before. Okay, and I re I watched it a few months ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is just, you know, one of those top movies yeah. on the list. And, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. You're not going to watch it. Because just the the twist at the end, mm-hmm. I did not like that. Yeah. And I just sat there by myself. <laughs> so that would be, that could have been one that we when we did uh, movies where you were sold until the ending. Like, change that ending. You would have changed the ending. I, yeah. I wish there would have been a happy ending. Yeah. But I think that's what made it such a good movie was you didn't get what you wanted you expected, out of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and it's also, like, kind of a reason some movies you don't want to go back and rewatch is because that twist or, you know, yeah. it gives it away. It loses the interest if you come back. Right. So there's an interesting one. I just I, it's an early '80s movie called The Last American Virgin, and it's oh. about this these high school teenagers. Uh-huh. And of course, this one kid's trying to lose his virginity. Uh-huh. That's all he's trying to do. And so he's in love with this one girl, but she's into his best friend. Okay. And of course, oh, this whole goes you know, this whole rigmarole goes, and she gets pregnant, and she's in high school, and of course, the jerk boyfriend dumps uh-huh. her, doesn't want anything to do with her. So the nice guy comes and saves her and takes care of her and she gets mm-hmm. abortion and yada yada. So you think, oh, they're going to be together. She's going to appreciate it. He ends up at their party, sees them making out together, and the movie ends. Oh, that's no. it. He drives away crying, and that's the ending. And it's oh. not your typical '80s like, hey, romantic sex comedy. No, you that's how it ends. Managed to find a depressing '80s movie genre. And so I, when I first saw, it, I'm like, I'm never going to watch this again. But then I watch it again. I'm like, well. I just kind of, I love the, it's really fun up until okay. the ending. I'm like, okay. You just, have, yeah. It is what it is, but that almost made my list. Almost. But yes. But those are great. They're good. So, I actually have one more. Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, I'm not going to cut you off. Yeah, I wanted to throw in one weird art house movie. Of course you have. I, That's a um, I haven't in a while. I thought about... Um, Maybe Melancholia, Lars von Trier, but I really like that movie, mm-hmm. and I think I've seen it a couple times. Um, but one that is just a weird film mm-hmm. that creeped me out in not a scary way, but um, it 
is called Persona. And no. it okay. is, um, let me just look it up. Sure. I, I like to get the <laughs> accurate details. And I appreciate that. So it's an Ingmar Bergman movie from the 60s. Okay. Came out in 67. And it's in black and white. And it's very, uh, just not, you're not really sure what's happening. Okay. <laughs> and so it kind of takes a lot of work to watch. And also the beginning is, it's an art film. Yeah. So there's like lots of interspersed images. And it's one of the creepiest openings for a film that I've seen. Really? Just because it's in stark black and white. Okay. And there's just this kid lying on a bed. Like it looks like in a hospital. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure it's all silent. Yeah, so there's no score um, underneath. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's just like images of like tarantula and stuff and like other creepy things. And then this boy wakes up and um, he just kind of sits there and I think he like looks at a book or mm -hmm. something. And I was just like, when it flashed to that, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's and like one then, of those student films. Yeah, you know? yeah so yeah. it's like all these images mean yeah. something, mm -hmm. but you don't really know. And it's just creepy, 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 creepy. Yeah. Um, and then it turns into this story about these two women. One, she's a former actress, and she um, loses her ability to speak. Okay. So that's why most of the movie is fairly, there's not much dialogue. Right. Um, and so the kind of film is about her and then her nurse who are in this, like, house, and they're not really doing much. And then it's kind of like, is this turning into, like, a little love story between yeah. them? Uh -huh. Um, and just all this weird, like, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it's Bergman, so yeah. that's, yeah. And it's, it's creepy without being, like, explicitly creepy, just how the imagery works. Right. And the kind of, like, quick cuts mm -hmm. and things, and, you The know, subliminal creepiness. Yeah, and it, it goes on for quite a while. It's on YouTube. Of course. <laughs> and... <laughs> But actually, I'm glad you brought this up because Mayo and I kind of discussed this. I think a lot of the Ingmar Bergman films, mm -hmm. Fellini, it's almost like you're if you're into film at all, you're required mm -hmm. to watch these movies. Uh -huh. But they're all one and done because they're so out yes, there. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. So I was kind of going through a list of ones that I've seen, and this one really stuck out to me mm -hmm. because it. I liked watching it at the time, and I'd say like if you're. If you if you want to get into film or watching films, yeah. you want to explore different types of things. I think this is a good. This is kind of one of like the landmark Ingmar Bergman movies yeah. that I've seen. So, and it's just very like psychological and yeah, ugh. very. It was sixties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. But it really could have been filmed at any time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so. Definitely one that I don't plan on watching Which, anytime yeah. again soon, yeah. especially like alone in a dark room. <laughs> I, actually, I didn't mention it, but now I'm thinking of like, I enjoy Citizen Kane, but I, it's almost like required viewing because it's always, yeah. but it's really slow. Oh, yeah, it's so slow. Yeah, but I get that. I like the history part because mm -hmm. it's supposed to be related to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, William Randolph first, but yeah, it's... For many people, it's a one and done. Yeah, I so. agree. I've only seen it once. Yeah. I have no need to, to watch, watch it again. It again. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could make a, you could definitely make an entire list mm -hmm. of the even like the top, like 
like the top 100 list of you know yeah. movies to see before you die. Right. I think a lot of them are like, okay, I yeah. did that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it doesn't need repeat. Don't feeling. mean to again. Yeah. So hot. great job. Good list. Yeah. As okay. always. <laughs> Thanks, Samantha. <laughs> If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. <laughs>